What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Confessions of a Native Son. I'm your host, Mike Stedman, a Marine Corps veteran, entrepreneur, and aspiring author who enjoys thought-provoking and engaging dialogue about race, culture, and business. Like many of you, I got punched in the face last week and dropped to the canvas due to the coronavirus and the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. With everything that's going on in the world currently and the challenges our world leaders face due to the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of my original uh, subject matter for this platform has lost meaning for me at the moment. So for this episode, I decided to discuss the effects of the coronavirus on my personal life, business, and our nation. Now, more than ever, I truly appreciate you sharing your time with me, and I hope you enjoy today's show. I'm a free black man, hold up my head, black man. Beautiful black man, I don't that feel nice, man. I love your brother, black man, and chase your dreams, black man. And get that cream, black man, we the original man. What's going on, everyone? Mike Stedman here, coming to you from my apartment in Newark, New Jersey. Oh, man. What an interesting week. Um, I got a lot to be thankful for, man. And uh, one thing I'm thankful for is uh, being able to communicate with you all on this podcast. I've told you in previous episodes that, you know, this podcast is a form of therapy for me. It really lets me um, express myself in a unique way. And I'll be honest with you, man, Last after what's been going on in the world and everything that happened last week with the... Uh, you know, COVID-19 and the coronavirus and what it's done to my business. I, man, I was, I was in a state of, I don't want to call it like disbelief, but just like I lost a little bit of motivation. Um, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, but I basically got punched in the face last week and wasn't quite expecting it. And I, I'm different than a lot of people because I need to sit with stuff before I can really um, take action. Like I need to sit with it. I need to marinate on it and think and learn before I just kind of, um, you know, jump in and try to, you know, conquer the world or figure shit out. I just need to, I need to sit with it and I need to think with it. And um, that's what happened last week with basically uh, the coronavirus and COVID-19 um, because essentially... You know, I had a really great week last week. I mean, I released this episode. I released a previous episode of Confessions of a Native Son on Tuesday. Dropped a dope newsletter. You know what I mean? Had um, I talked about how I tripled my revenue and how things were looking good. Um, and then literally by like Thursday or Friday, I'm gonna say like by like by like Friday, I knew like I was in a precarious situation because with everything that's transpired with uh, this whole social distancing and the coronavirus and the, our economy basically coming to a standstill, my income went, my projected income for my business went from uh, being able to like pay my bills and rent and, you know, my lifestyle to virtually like almost zero, right? Like I'm at the point now where I only have like one client left. Um, and with social distancing, you know, I teach on-site boxing classes, I run a free boxing gym here in the city of Newark. And so my whole world has probably much been around like teaching boxing and boxing is a very like, I don't want to call it like hands-on sport, but it's like, you know, I don't, the kind of boxing I focus on teaching is not really like virtual boxing. It requires like on-site training either in, you know, the Ironbound Boxing Academy or amateur boxing gym or inside a physical location with the company and with everything that happened, you know, that has kind of put that 
business model, uh, null and void. So there's really no use for on-site boxing right now as everyone kind of hunkers down to battle this this COVID-19. Uh, and uh, last week I had to take a moment to just kind of accept that and uh, start to think through some next actions as far as like, one, how do I keep this ironbound boxing um, business model alive? How do I support kids as, uh, you know, they close the school and, um, you know, a lot of kids going to be sitting at home, my boxers that I haven't seen, you know, already in like over a week. And so just kind of thinking through some of that stuff. And uh, it's just life, man. It really is just life. Um, it's we're in a trying time right now, I think, in America and across the nation. On one hand, it's been interesting to watch all the leaders of the various worlds uh, nations, you know, kind of come together to battle this this coronavirus and, you know, start to implement some drastic measures within uh, within the countries and uh, just kind of sitting here and watching it all unfold from my my computer screen um, while simultaneously thinking through, OK, how do I generate income to uh, support myself while the world goes to a remote workforce? So those are just some of the challenges I'm facing. And I, I guess my confession is, uh, you know, I'm not superhero. I'm not a Superman. You all know that, you know, I'm very passionate about what I do, very passionate about this podcast and a lot of the the topics and stuff I was talking about before. But I guess my confession for this week is that, you know, a lot of the stuff just where I'm at right now, like mentally, a lot of stuff I want to talk about does not really deal with like race and culture as much well maybe it does but like i pretty much like my african-american history perspective stuff and what i want to talk about for the next few weeks and uh probably a few months is you know just my thoughts as i deal with this uh you know coronavirus and trying to think through how i'm going to push my business forward thinking about those of you out there and some of the challenges you're facing uh some of the information i'm learning as we continue into this uh self-quarantine and you know social distancing and really just, you know, anything that I'm thinking about over the next uh, few weeks. And I'm really looking forward to this just being an outlet to express some of my frustrations, my thoughts and uh, feelings around the situation. And also um, how we're going to, you know, overcome it. at least how I'm going to overcome it on my end and hopefully give you all some uh, uh, words of encouragement out there on your end. So I'm hoping this is going to be, you know, therapeutic and helpful for everyone. And I'm really excited to have this platform especially during a time like this to just, you know, express myself. And I appreciate you tuning in to, you know, give me an opportunity to do so. So before I jump into the theme of today's show, I want to go ahead and give an extra special shout out to our sponsors. First, I want to give a shout out to Dope Coffee. Dope Coffee is a lifestyle brand that pairs urban black culture with innovative product offerings in the coffee industry. We're not a coffee brand for black people. We're a coffee brand that seeks to elevate black culture through a lifestyle of premium coffee and candid conversation. And next, I want to give a shout out to my brand, Ironbound Boxing, a fitness brand committed to sharing our love, passion, and appreciation for boxing within companies, organizations, and low-income communities. As a social enterprise, we proudly dedicate a significant percentage of our proceeds to fund free boxing programs for inner-city youth and young adults, man. Shout out to those those. Those two dope ass companies, you know, Dope Coffee and Ironbound Boxing. And, uh, you know, we got to really support these small businesses now because I know 
um, at least on my end. And from what I've seen here in the Northeast, you know, I'm podcasting from Newark and the New York City metro area. You know, a lot of uh, small businesses are, are, are cash crunch, you know, uh, whether they run restaurant or retail um, that aren't like e-commerce, man, people are uh, cooped up inside and they, they can't go to their physical location. So they're hurting. Now, luckily, Dope Coffee is an e-commerce brand. So you can still support us by just going online and ordering you some coffee and, and sipping on some dope coffee while you listen to this podcast and while you're hunkered down for the next few weeks. So, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping that people still uh, continue to support us and to support these these businesses. And uh, I've got some ideas for how I can keep the Ironbound Boxing brand alive during these difficult times. And, uh, you know, I'm going to share it with you as we go along. So let's go ahead and jump right into the theme of today's show. And the theme of today's show is uh, tough times don't last, tough people do. Um, and it's a very fitting title, I think, with everything that's going on in the world, uh, particularly around, you know, the coronavirus, a.k.a. COVID-19. Um, now, full disclaimer, right? I am not a public health official. Um, you know, I am an entrepreneur who is facing a situation like many of you. And so I've taken some time over the past week to kind of dive in and uh, do some research because um, from everything I've seen on social media, I feel it feels like people are kind of downplaying this thing. And it's because of a lack of, I think, real understanding. And so for my end, right, I knew, like I said, on Tuesday, I dropped my newsletter, you know, um, dropped the podcast, the recent, the last episode of the podcast. So I was really having a good Tuesday. And I don't know if it was like Tuesday or Wednesday when we found out like the NBA was canceling its season. And I was like, uh oh, this is this is serious. And then with the NCAA canceling and then all the uh, uh, events closing, you know, the South by Southwest and everything like this. I was like, yo, man, like if this stuff is closing down. There's a problem with with my business model because I'm like, yo, if they're closing down the NBA and all these big fitness, uh, all these big um, entertainment events like South by Southwest and all this other stuff. And I'm like, yo, if they're closing those down, man, we got a serious problem because I just don't see a lot of companies, you know, in being in the need for well, what my company offers in the interim. And so um, basically, once I started seeing all this stuff happening, I was like, what is it about this virus that has the world like freaking out? Um, what is it that's got our, our world leaders, you know, coming together, putting people in quarantine and whatnot? And, you know, when you look at the coronavirus on the outside, right, you're thinking like, OK, more people die from the flu each year. More people die from car wrecks. They die from all this other stuff. Why such drastic measures with regards to like closing public schools, public buildings, uh, limiting public gatherings, like what is going on? Why? Why is it? What is it about this virus that has led the 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 world to kind of come to a standstill, at least economically? And uh, what I ended up doing was, um, you know, I was reading the news, and I read the news. I was like watching a lot of the news online, reading some various articles and whatnot. Um, but then I came across a video by a guy named Dr. John Campbell who is a, a nurse teacher and runs e and uh, runs like an online e-nurse um, education, you know, out of London. And, uh, you know, I was looking at some of his content and whatnot. And it finally dawned on me, like it clicked in my head and I was able to understand what's going on with the world and why everyone's freaking out about, um, you know, COVID-19. And, uh, you know, on the surface level, people look at it and say, okay, well, there's not that many cases, 
Um, most people are going to recover from it. The uh, most vulnerable population, there are like a lot of elderly, so not necessarily like young people, but that's misleading, you know, because while the statistics are high on that, um, this is like a relatively new virus. And so like the world is basically figuring it out at the same time we're trying to like solve it. But the bigger issue is that this puts a severe, this, this virus has the ability to put a severe strain on a nation's public health system. So, um, so even though most people will uh, recover from the virus, those that don't, um, those that are going to get severely ill, they're going to overload um, the public health, right? So like a lot of people are going to require assisted breathing from some ICU beds. And apparently there's not even that many of those in the world, let alone like in the country or within each state. And so um, public health's ability to treat um, coronavirus uh, symptoms and victims, right, is severely, is going to severely be decreased as the number of cases go up. And so I guess within America, like, I don't know if we, we, at least I was, and I can tell you, like, I wasn't keeping up with everything that was going on in China, not to the extent like I am now, but um, it has become like a very dire situation. And so this is one of them things where it was like, we've already missed a window to act. And now this is like all we really, I won't say all we can do, but like now if we didn't, if, if the country didn't come together and do this like social isolation, this social distancing, abandoned public gatherings and everything. Now we would have the, we could severely, we risk the potential of like collapsing the public health system. And that's what's going on. That's what this is all about. Because in the midst of this like pandemic, this coronavirus, um, people are still in the hospital sick. You know, people are still getting treated for cancer. People are still suffering from heart attacks. There's a lot that's still going on. And so to add on top of that, all the complications that come from this new virus flooding the public health system um, and the frontline workers who still have to treat all the other victims Right. It's a serious it puts a serious strain on the public health system and not only in America, but in like less sophisticated, less uh, country, countries with less sophisticated public health systems such as India, Kenya and a lot of these third world countries. So like this is a problem that the entire world is facing. And so if you're watching the news, you're going to see different leaders come about trying to handle it in uh, various different ways. You know, a lot of the countries are listening to. Um, the World Health Organization and their recommendation, which is like a full frontal assault. They recommend like testing, consistent testing, uh, social um, distancing, um, washing your hands. I mean, it's like this full, like it's like all these different things that have to happen um, concurrently. And uh, the U.S. has adopted this policy. A lot of countries across the world adopt this policy. The only one that's doing something a little different is the uh, United Kingdom, which has basically accepted the fact that like the virus is already there. I don't think they've really gone full blown in like the social distancing and banning public gatherings yet, but only time will tell to see um, which is the best strategy. So people are doing the best um, they can with what they have, even our leaders at these in charge of these countries. And so all we can do is, you know, wish them, you know, much success and, you know, praying that they're, they're making the right decision. In the U.S., though, this has severe, severe, and in the U.S., in the world, man, this thing has severe economic, like, implications. I mean, 
the economy has basically come to like a virtual standstill within the last like week you've had um, America and all these other countries, you know, push for a remote workforce, which is understandable. But unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of Americans out there who run businesses um, that don't allow us to necessarily work remote. So like the restaurants and retail and, uh, you know, um, other like on-site service-based countries, companies, man, are getting freaking hammered. Like our income is like halted. Um, and so, you know, I feel for a lot of places that have like employees on payroll that are, um, they're going to have to really think long and hard about how they're going to keep their business afloat during this time. Because if you have a lot of overhead, you got a lot of employees on payroll and stuff, like people can't afford to pay that stuff. Um, and like, that's a, man, that's like, that's like a problem. And, uh, you know, for me, fortunate enough is like, I have very limited overhead. Um, my business model is very, you know, I'm always, I, you are, y'all already know, man, I've told you before, like I'm about very little overhead, like the way I think, right? Like I don't want to have a lot of debt hanging over me. And so with my on-site boxing classes, you know, fortunately enough, my biggest expense is like my, uh, my business coaching to be quite frank. And then after that, next expense is like um, the account I keep on retainers. So, you know, I'm fortunate enough where I don't have to really worry about too many other employees because the trainers I do have are 1099, but, um, you know, I can hunker down, right? Now, the problem is for businesses like myself, like I'm not generating, like my ability to generate income is like non-existent right now, at least on the boxing side of the house. Um, it feels wrong to try to sell people boxing during this like difficult time, especially when I know businesses are going to have to think long and hard about laying off their workforce. And so what can I do in the interim, you know, to generate revenue? And so I'm going to have to think outside the box here, do some online work, some digital marketing, dig uh, content work, media. I'm going to figure it out, man. Freaking Marine Corps officer, Naval Academy grad, three-time national champ. Yo, it's time to push. Like if you see my LinkedIn, it says wartime CEO. And this is wartime, right? I got knocked on the canvas last week. This week is back in the fight, man. I got to start pushing. And I would encourage those of you out there as well. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are probably listening that are like, what are we going to do? How are we going to generate this revenue? Um, you got to start thinking out the outside the box. We got to start um, coming up with new strategies. You know, in the military, you know, if you're on a mission and um, things change, you, sometimes you'd have to issue what's called a frago, which is a fragmented order. You know, it's not the time to write out like a full business plan. You might need to put a business plan on a one pager and go out there and execute it. And uh, after I finish this podcast, like that's one of the things on my to-do list today is I need to I need to come up with a frago for uh, my business model to generate revenue. Should have done last week, but I wasn't necessarily in the right mental state because I was still <laughs> bleeding. <laughs> I was still getting beat up. Um, but it is what it is. It's the past. I can't worry about that. I got to focus on the future. And so one of the things I want to talk about is uh, this idea of like the Stockdale paradox. And, uh, you know, you've got to have faith that things will work out in the end, but you also have to have the, you also need to accept your current reality. You understand? So it's like, you can't, we can't all be like, oh, everything's going to work out. The economy is going to come to a halt after like two weeks. We'll be back to work and we'll generate money. That's not happening. Right. I mean, I was just looking at the news report that from everything I've seen, this thing is not like a blizzard. It ain't like, a, oh, you know, hunker down for a week and then back at it. No, it's like 
we might be hunkered down for like eight weeks. You know, maybe more. I don't know. Um, but you can just imagine what that does when all these businesses basically come to a screeching halt for eight weeks. It's going to put a lot, a lot of strain on the economy. Um, and we're going to, you know, America's eventually going to recover, but it's just going to look different. It's not, things aren't going to necessarily be the same. And so um, we got to accept that. And so like, you know, people got to think out again, think outside the box. What do you got to do in the interim to save cash? What do you got to do to keep yourself afloat? You know, I don't want to say like by any means necessary, but like, you know, we got to figure it out. You know, in the military, we call it um, adapting and, and overcoming. Um, yeah, uh, it's real. It, it, it really is. And uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. This is like uncharted territory. This is uncharted territory for me and it's uncharted territory for many of you out there. But we have to... Um, I mean, we got to come together, you know? Um, it's funny. I wrote a post. Uh, I've been relatively quiet for like the last week, but I, I put out a post last night after looking at a recent video uh, from Dr. John Campbell. I encourage y'all out there to check him out on YouTube. He's given out some like really great information regarding um, the coronavirus and the the challenges uh, world nations um, face. But, you know, this whole social distancing thing, right? Like it seems... I don't know if people are necessarily like taking it serious. Um, at least early on, I know I was like looking at it. I'm like, I don't understand like what this is all about. But I will say after like diving in and doing some research, I've come to realize like this stuff is really, really important. And it's one of those things of where like we need to sacrifice now. So that way we can virtually literally like save lives in the future. Because if we don't do it, we're putting, we are contributing to, um, the stress that's going to get placed on, on the public health system and the inability of uh, healthcare workers to, um, you know, assist those that are, that are in need. And if you're like me, man, you got a lot of, I have family that has severe underlying health issues, everything ranging from like diabetes, stroke, um, you know, people that have heart attacks. I mean, high blood pressure, you name it. And what we don't want to happen is we don't want these people getting sick and not being able to receive the health care that they need. Um, and if we're out and about and we're not listening to the protocol, when this thing peaks, whenever it does, um, we're going to have serious, serious, serious problems. And so I think now is a time like more than ever for countries, not countries, but just like, yeah, countries actually, now's a time more than ever for people to kind of really like come together and support each other. Um, and the best way we can do that is uh, following health protocol. Because I want you all to realize, like, when the federal government's stepping up and, like, freezing the economy, you know, um, closing bars, restaurants, everything, uh, you better believe that they've been running these scenarios and they know, like, what we have the risk of losing if they don't do that. You know, those are, like, last resorts. Like, people don't turn around and mess around with the economy unless they, like, absolutely have to at least to this mass extent, right? And you're talking about closing down the NBA, the NCAA. These are big, big revenue generating operations. You're talking about like billions of dollars being lost because these uh, these tournaments um, and events aren't running. And so if they're closing this stuff down, believe me, there is a reason. Um, and they have access to a lot more information than we do. 
They might not even be telling us everything, but um, what you can do is you can go look at these other countries like, you know, Italy and Spain and China, see the challenges that they face, see the drastic measures that China had to take in order to be able to overcome it and understand what we face as a nation and uh, what's coming down the road. So like all this stuff is like very, um, all this stuff is very real. And for us, at least this generation, like we haven't experienced nothing like this. Like I was talking to uh, my boy, Mike Nemeth from Emblem Athletic the other day. And I was asking like, man, have you ever experienced anything like this? Have you seen anything like this? And, you know, we were talking about like 9-11, but still like to where we're at now and what's facing us as like a country and what's facing the world right now as they try to battle off this, this global academic, this is like, I didn't want to call it like once in a lifetime, but this is definitely like a black swan event, right? Like this is not something that happens. Um, I mean, the last one they said was like 1918. So this is our first, this is the generation's first time experiencing something like this. And so it's very real and we're, we're definitely in uncharted territory. And um, it's funny, right? Like I was trying to, you know, I talked before about like, I've been spending the last week trying to, conceptualize my thoughts and gain an understanding of what we're facing and what we're dealing with. And it, it, it like it dawned on me, man. And it goes back to like, I was talking to a buddy about Afghanistan um, yesterday. So when I was training for Afghanistan and like many Marines um, to help prepare us for what we faced, we would do so much like role playing. So the military would bring in Afghan um, citizens to, um, you know, essentially act like insurgents, act like the local populace that we would experience once we actually deployed to Afghanistan. And that became like our way of life. So for like a year, a little over a year, I want to say, when I was doing my initial Marine officer training, we would run so many scenarios and get put in these um, training environments where, um, you know, it was, it simulated Afghanistan. You know what I mean? It was like, I practiced talking to the Afghan leaders and practiced, um, you know, shipping chai and running operations, um, doing missions, you know what I'm saying? Getting used to talking, um, did talking to people from the, the country of Afghanistan. I had my interpreters. I mean, we ran these scenarios like over and over. I mean, they set up whole buildings and villages to kind of mimic what we would be experiencing. And this was all for like a freaking year. I won't say like again, like a year and a half, you know? And um, and they have this big event where it's at a place called 29 Palms, where it's like before a unit would deploy to Afghanistan for six months, we would go out to 29 Palms. And this was like the ultimate scenario. I, was, I mean, they would put you in these environments where it was like, it was literally like, you felt like you were in an Afghan village or an Afghan town and it was nothing but like continuous operations for like a couple days, weeks, whatever. But I mean, basically they put you in the midst of this scenario and the scenario with live role players wouldn't end until like a set amount of time. And so I did a couple of those, right? And that, again, that was like your world. And then when we actually deployed to Afghanistan, I'll never forget, man, deployed to Afghanistan, Got off the helicopter at my little patrol base. And right when I got off the helicopter, um, the platoon commander I was relieving took me on a patrol with him and his men. And uh, it felt, again, after doing it, man, it felt like 
one of those scenarios we ran. You know what I mean? Like it didn't feel real. It felt like it's it, if I knew I was in Afghanistan, but it kind of felt like I was on like a a a in a studio or something. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt like at any given time, like the Marine Corps was gonna like pull down the walls and just be like, you're gonna be at like a movie set or something because you know um, it just didn't feel real yet. You know because we had been trained so good that the military does a really good job of that, but that like, you know, they train you so good in terms of like preparing for war that by the time you got to war, it felt, it really just felt like the training environment again. And I just remember that, like that first patrol sitting down, talking to the Afghan leader, sipping tie with him. It felt, I was just like, man, I've done this so many times, like back in the States that like I've lost count, but now this is not like, a scenario. This is like the real thing. And I just got to like mentally accept that. And the reason I bring that up is because, you know, I've never run scenarios for like what we're facing now as a country, but I realized the connection in a sense of like last week, it didn't necessarily like feel real. You know what I mean? Like you're watching all the stuff going on on the news. You're watching um, how they're saying we're going to be hunkered down and the NBA is canceling and all this stuff is happening. And it's like, it hasn't set in yet. Like though that like, yo man, like this is a serious like thing. Like, you know, people are going to lose their lives. Countries and economies could potentially crash, you know, over this. And so like people, this ain't messing around. Like this is real life. We're like, we're in the midst of like, like a movie. We're in the midst of like a story. I mean, people are going to write about this and talk about this one day. And so conceptually like understanding that, that like, Hey, this is real, like accept it. Um, this is not a game. And connecting it to like my experience with Afghanistan, I was able to make that like mental shift to understand, okay, now we're in it. I get it. Right. And um, it's time to figure stuff out and it's time to take action and not, like not just sit back and, and let this stuff, um, not just sit back and do some learn helplessness. You know, this idea is like, that there's like nothing we can do because at the very minimum, you know, we can do this social distancing. It's going to be hard. But we can do it. And then also, like I said, for me, issuing that Frago, coming up with um, ways to generate revenue in the interim and even thinking about the long term, because how, what are companies going to be focused on when they come out of whatever this thing is, um, wherever this this road takes us? You know, are they going to want to be focused on boxing and having on-site boxing instructors? Or are they going to be, you know, licking their wounds? You know what I mean? They'd be laying off their workforce. They really... These are really um, long-term consequences for what's happening now. And so thinking through this stuff and how it's going to affect my, you know, my business, how it's going to affect our personal life um, is all real. And, but now I feel like I'm in a better state of mind. I've accepted it. I've got platforms like this to be able to express my thoughts and work through, you know, um, a blessing is I have like $10,000 worth of media equipment in my apartment through the podcast equipment and camera equipment and, uh, you know, my computer and all this other stuff. And so it was also interesting because I'm thinking about this, like, I don't know how many of you all out there are spiritual. Um, you know, I'll consider myself spiritual, not necessarily religious, but there was a lot of stuff I did within the last few months that like, I didn't necessarily like, you know, you, we kind of have this assumption of why we're doing stuff. Like when I bought my camera equipment, when I bought this podcast equipment, when I bought this computer, you know, this was my way of telling um, creating, I bought all this stuff so that I would have the tools I needed to create content for Ironbound Boxing 
um, and to elevate the brand and just basically become like a digital storyteller through all these different mediums. You understand? I didn't buy this stuff knowing that like the United States was going to go into a government mandated like uh, isolation from one another. It's like social distancing. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, as I look at like everything I've done, everything I have, it's almost like, you know, as I, I thought I was buying this stuff to elevate the Ironbound boxing brand, but like fate, um, God, I guess had us, had me do this stuff in order to, um, battle whatever's coming our way is basically what I can, is what I'm, um, come to the conclusion, you know, like I've got my business coach, he, we work primarily online, you know what I mean? Like we meet online through zoom and some other mediums, but like looking at that, it's like, um, man, I have that, I have the ability to access, you know, his, uh, education stuff online because he's got these online education models. I have ability to ac- the ability to access him and his team, you know. So like I put all these mechanisms, I put all these support networks in place. Well, before I now won't say like I needed them because I mean I've been using them, but like now at a time of like you know a really stressful situation like what we're facing now and the challenges ahead. Now I already have this stuff available, ready to go. Right, I don't have to spin it up. It's here. And so I just need to take advantage of it. And that's why I bring that spiritual piece to it because like, it, again, man, I just start looking, I start connecting the dots and it's just like, wow, you know, even where I live, right? Like I live in this building where I joked about it before, but like there's a Whole Foods in the building, like literally just down the street. Like, um, I mean, I mean, I'm very blessed to be like living where I'm living right now, especially in the midst of this, like there's a Whole Foods in my building. I've got a wine store. I've got all this other stuff like here centrally located um, with me. Um, And I think like in the midst of all this, like I couldn't be, (laughs) this is like the best possible position I could be in. Now, the challenge is how do I generate income? But I'm going to figure that out. Like I'm I'm less and less worried about that. You know, I just want to focus on getting through um, getting through this, this eight weeks and then figure everything else out. Um, you know, I even did the, going back to that, like I did some stuff with my finances early on, moving money around, putting money here, whatever that like, you know, there are a lot of businesses that are like, they are going to bankrupt guaranteed. They're going bankrupt within, uh, the next four weeks. Um, luckily for me, that's not necessarily the case. Like I'm be hurting, but I'm not going to go bankrupt right now. I think I can, I've got enough runway now to go through maybe four to six months. I'm going to be creative, generate some revenue, doing some other ways, but at least I know I can make it through eight weeks. You know, let's be blessed about that. I can make it through a month right now with what I have. Um, I can, I mean, I can make it through more a month, but I'm just saying like, I'm going to take things, you know, like literally one month at a time, be thankful what I have and keep pushing. And I encourage those of you out there to do the same. Um, and we're going to get through this thing. I'm going to push content out. Um, so you've been supporting me this far, this long and this far. And I ask you that you can keep supporting us and keep pushing out. Um, uh, keep tuning into the, to the podcast and sharing it with other people. I'm making a bit of a pivot again. I'm going to be talking about more of like real world stuff right now and less about, I think some of the subject material I had originally planned, but, um, you know, I might, I'm actually going to, I'm going to be reading a lot. So I probably will talk about some books and I'll take that back. I probably will talk about some books, but just know that like, 
the top of my mind now is obviously like everything past, everything up until like Tuesday, you know? So life after Tuesday last week is like the stuff that's at like the forefront of my mind. And so I'm, I want to use this podcast, help me conceptualize those thoughts and uh, push forward um, through these uncertain times. And so I know my podcast today was a little bit um, different than what you're used to hearing me. You know, <laughs> on the last uh, episode, I was getting super um, pumped. What was I talk? What did I talk about on the last episode? I don't know, but I know I was like amped up and fired up. But I was talking about a play. Yeah, Soldier's Play by Charles Fuller. Today, I'm a little bit more somber, uh, still trying to, you know, articulate my thoughts around this stuff. Because again, not a medical expert, not an economic, um, you know, theorist. Well, maybe I am with regards to like some of the radical thoughts I have. But um, yeah, this is real world. This is real stuff now. And uh, I'm just figuring it out like many of you out there. And so um, I appreciate you um, tuning in to me. Really thankful for you out there. Thankful for the audience. I'm thankful for, you know, where I live. I'm thankful for how, um, you know, everything in my life that's prepared me for what we're about to face coming up, both as a nation and both on the individual level. And I'm just thankful for the ability to um, keep growing. You know, this is just another opportunity to grow. It's another opportunity to persevere. And it's another opportunity to create meaningful um, content for the nation, for the, for the culture, you know, as people um, are hunkered down over the next few weeks, potentially a few months. And so um, it's a blessing to be able to come on here and be able to, you know, speak to you all. Um, all I ask is, uh, again, if you, if you like this show, man, and, uh, you're, you're interested in what I have to say in the coming weeks, uh, just feel free to share this show with anyone in your network. You know, as always, we, we still probably need those reviews. Um, not necessarily worry about it as much, but, um, if you have time, we really appreciate a review on, uh, iTunes. Uh, you can also go online and order some dope coffee at www.realdopecoffee.com. Again, now more than ever, we got to support these small businesses. You know, we're e-commerce brand, but we're still a small business and uh, definitely need um, your support during this uh, during this trying time. So if you, you know, while you hunker down, go out there and order you some real dope coffee. And then uh, also Ironbound Boxing, man. Uh, New York Public Schools just closed. Newark Public Schools is closing. I mean, we're going to have kids inside, uh, unable to go to gyms, unable to go to the classroom, um, unable to be in school, unable to get um, access to food for like weeks. And so for, for on my end, I got to think outside the box about like, how are we able to support um, our kids here locally in Newark, as well as other kids who are stuck inside and have nothing to do. And so um, what we're going to be doing is we're going to start implementing some online workouts. I'm going to be running boxing practices probably through our Instagram page Ironbound, at Ironbound Boxing for many of the kids that are stuck at home. Probably do quick, uh, you know, 20, 30 minute practices, some shadow boxing and some uh, physical training. You know, just keep the blood pumping, keep them engaged and uh, just make time to communicate with them through our social media platform. And so one of the things that will help support that or any donations you can make to www.ironboundboxing.org. You can just click donate. And uh, that's what that's going to be going towards in this, uh, in these trying times. And uh, we're going to figure it out, man, but the brand's not going anywhere. We're adapting, we're going to overcome and we're going to make it work. Um, and then you can also, you know what, if you ever want to just talk to me or communicate with me, 
Um, you can message me on LinkedIn or shoot me an email at mike at weareironbound.com. That's my personal email. Um, if you message me, I will respond. Um, and we can, uh, yeah, we can continue to build together. Special shout out to uh, the Gift of Sounds Network, man, which is amazing. A platform that's curating black talent. You know, I have them on an episode I'll release uh, probably in the, in the coming weeks. But, uh, you know, special shout out to them. Wouldn't be able to do this show if it wasn't for them and, you know, give me access to their network and helping me create this platform. So got a lot of support around me, both on the Ironbound Boxing front, the Dope Coffee front, and we get the Sounds Network. And uh, just super blessed and super thankful to be able to create content and, uh, you know, share my share my voice with the world. So until next time, man, stay safe, hunker down and peace, love and talk to you all again soon. I'm a free black man, hold up my head, black man, beautiful black man, I don't ever feel nice, man, I love your brother, black man, and chase your dreams, black man, and get that cream, black man, we the original man.